Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Praise the Lord. Um, we have been sharing about success. How many want to be successful? Amen. I believe that the Lord wants us to be successful. Amen. In our lives. And he is going to help us to be successful. Praise the Lord. Now, we have just finished sharing various uh, assorted principles or secrets or facts about success. What is number one? Quickly. Success means 12 different things. Number two, success is not success unless it is holistic success. Number three, Success is first a spiritual thing. Number four, there are different examples of success to learn from. Amen. Now, success means to make it, isn't it? It means blessings. How many want blessings? It means long life. It means achievement, accomplishment, breakthrough, prosperity, happiness, Peace, victory, godliness. This, this is what it means, long life. Amen. Now, we learned that there are different examples of success. Praise the Lord. There are biblical examples of people who are successful. And there are examples outside the Bible of people who are also, were also successful. Amen. Amen. Now, these are examples which we can learn from. There are unbelievers who have been successful because they've used certain principles which, if applied, will definitely lead you to have breakthrough in your life. Amen. Amen. And there are certain believers who have also used these principles and have achieved success in their lives. Now, I want you to understand that if you are a Christian and you pray and you fast and you do not use certain important laid down principles like, and you, and you try to violate the principles, those principles themselves will fight against you. If you are a Christian and you jump off the fourth floor of a building after fasting and praying for three weeks, um, no matter how much you fasted and prayed, you are violating certain laws the law of gravity hallelujah Amen. and you may have fasted until you are so lean you may have prayed until your tongue is blue you may have sought your pastor's blessings and have oil poured upon you but you will still fall to the ground and break your back and your neck and die hallelujah and maybe go to heaven straight but you will still fall down. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? 
so what we are saying is that there are certain principles and if your life is governed by these principles it will end up in blessings for you now many of us here are young people many of you still have a lot of opportunity to make it in this life sometimes there is an age beyond which that is from a certain age onwards sometimes it's like how it is is how it shall be but many of us are too young to give up many of us are too young not to have hope there is a lot of hope there is a lot of opportunity for us as long as there is no coup and no war in another Sierra Leone and Liberia and Ghana I believe that there is hope for us amen. amen and we can make it and we can do well we can succeed in our time and in our generation can I have a witness for the Lord yes. so we must decide to learn and apply these principles now because a farmer who has been sowing for 15 years is different from a farmer who has sown for one year they are two different people give two different results if you start obeying the word of God now and start putting into place certain principles now in your life I believe strongly that it is going to affect you in the years to come everybody wants a quick way out but there is no quick way out everybody wants instant something there is no instant anything that is why the 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 the, the miracle uh, thing is very popular because many people want something quick to answer their problem they don't want to serve God they don't want to pray they don't want to read their Bible they don't want to go to church they don't want to change their lives they don't want to do what is right they just want God to just bless them so that everything will be okay but if everything cannot be okay in a day and everything cannot be okay overnight nothing works like that you can go and ask President Rawlings when he took over the country in 1979 1981 things didn't get okay overnight I'm sure they were surprised that all the things they had read in the socialist and communist books did not apply uh, in real life as they apply in theory amen. amen it takes years and it has taken years before even there is some kind of progress in the nation amen. hallelujah amen. so nothing happens overnight amen. it takes time yeah. most rich people when you find out many rich people have been to prison before <laughs> you know that many great people have been to prison before it's almost a hallmark of being great <laughs> to have entered that place before and come out. Yeah. Rollins himself have been to prison before. So, uh, uh, you realize that before somebody gets to a point, he has passed through many years and many things and many situations before he gets to where he is. There is no shortcut. But if you operate by certain principles, which is what I'm sharing with you, I believe whoever you are, God can raise you up and when you look at your past one day you will only be able to say that it is the Lord who has taken me from that place and has brought me to here one young lady was just speaking and uh, the uncle said to her I have brought you from a village and made you into a lady that is why today you are talking the way you are talking I believe that God can take you from a village and make you into a lady 
and make you into something proper. And one day you will know that it is the Lord who has brought you from where you are to where you, where you were to where you are. Hallelujah. I believe God wants you to be rich. I believe it. Poverty has no importance or no use at all. Poverty does not help in any way. Never. I, I want to preach about the liar. I want to teach about that. The liar. There is somebody called the liar and the lies. And one of the lies is that poverty is good. That is why priests take an oath to be poor. Do you know that priests take an oath? I swear that I shall be poor. I will own nothing. I have nothing. I have no car, no house, nothing. That means, it has, that means it's a good thing. It's not true. It's a lie. It's better to be rich than to be poor. I believe that I want you to be rich. I'll, if you don't want to be rich, I mean, it's up to you. Just stay in your poverty. Just stay cool as you are. Continue to sweat in your room without any fun. <laughs> it's up to you. Hallelujah. But I believe that it is better for you to be rich than to be poor. Poor people are often frustrated people. Often they are confused. Often they don't think properly because of the poverty. Sometimes somebody may be trying to help them and they will attack the person who is trying to help them. And all are because of frustration. Hallelujah. But I believe that God wants us to be blessed in this life. In fact, you are of little use to God when you are down and out. Living on discouragement street next to disappointment alley. Avenue of discouragement. Your next door neighbor is frustration and jealousy. And the one who lives on top of you is poverty and despair and bitterness. Hallelujah. I believe God wants us to live next door to riches and blessings. Upstairs should be living love and peace. And then outside should be walking blessings, prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Distraction and poverty should be far away from you. Hallelujah. And so it is the will of God that we should prosper. It's the will of God that Ghana should prosper. It's the will of God that things should get better in our nation. The wars we have around are not from God. They are from the devil. The coup d'etats are not from God. All these things are not from God. God wants us to have peace, development, and progress. Let me tell you, and the nation we are in affects all of us. If there is a war in Ghana, me, I won't come to church. If there is a war, I won't come. You can come, but I won't come. I should come from my house when they kill me on the way. What will I say? No. Even look at the rain. The rain is preventing some people from coming to jail. How much more bullets? When bullets are flying around. This one, ordinary water is dropping. Some people haven't come to church. Then when bullets are flying, me, I should risk my life and come. I will come. I believe that we need peace and we are going to have peace. We are going to have progress. We are going to have blessing, development. Hallelujah. God wants us to be successful. I'm talking to millionaires now. I said, I'm talking to millionaires. I'm talking to car owners. I'm talking to house builders. I'm talking to married people with children. I'm talking to people with money in their bank account. If you are here, lift up your hand and give the Lord a shout. I'm talking to people who have accomplished something in this life. 
I'm talking to people who have had breakthrough after breakthrough. I'm talking to people who can sing from victory unto victory. I'm talking to people who know their God and who God's hand is upon them. Who shall live long and prosper. Who shall be above only and not beneath. Who shall lend to others and shall never borrow. I'm talking to people who shall not live in lack and in doubt, but shall live in faith and prosperity. Hallelujah. I believe with all my heart that God wants us to prosper. When I was in the medical school, I noticed two types of lecturers. Those who were kind and nice to us and made us, helped us to pass our exams, taught us, helped us to pass, helped us to go forward, helped us to, 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 to move ahead. And then another type who were very wicked they wouldn't even teach you much. They'll just come. They'll look at you. They'll just make some remarks. <laughs> we shall see. And people who created so much fear. So I began to study the two types. To see the background. Do you know background? Background. I'm speaking like a Nigerian. Background. And I realized that one group were very frustrated, poor, either they didn't have a car, they didn't have anything, they were lecturers but they were impoverished, uh, frustrated, marital problems, drunkards, and so on. And another group were happy, things were going well, you see them arriving, they are content. Those ones, when you go to them for exam, they'll be helping you. Oh. This is that, this is that, they'll help you to pass. So you realize that poverty and frustration, it, it breeds more frustration. More frustration, you try to spread out your frustration into everybody around you. We need prosperity. That is why people don't want an individual to go forward in this land. Because of the poverty and frustration in the land. When somebody is doing well, it pains people. It pains them, pains. But in a land where there's a lot of blessing, like America, if you are dreaming of a new dream, they say, Charlie, go for it. Hey, man, yeah, what is your new idea? You want to go to the moon? After that, you want to go to Mars? Let's go to Mars. Why not? Why don't we go to Mars? Let's go. Hallelujah. Tell the person sitting next to you, God has plans for you. He wants you to prosper. Amen. Now, today, I want us to begin to study somebody who was very, very successful. And I'll, I'll tell you a secret. If you feel that Reverend Saki is a successful person, just look at him carefully, look at what he does, and look at what he doesn't do. Then, do what he does. And the things that he doesn't do, also don't do them. If you think Mr. Abebrese, maybe somebody here is called Abebrese. Mr. Gubli Gob is a frustrated man. Look at the things Mr. Gubli Gob is doing and do not do them. And then, secondly, avoid any contact with Mr. Gubli Gob. Amen. 
Are you understanding what I'm saying today? It's very, very important. Success is, is like that. You see, as I, I am a pastor, I have watched successful pastors. That's one of the reasons why I went to Korea to see the most successful pastor in the whole world. He's in the book, Guinness Book of Records, Yong Gi Cho. I am privileged to have sat down at the table with him for, for time to chat and discuss with him. It's a privilege and an honor to me. That the most successful pastor, I've, I've studied what he does. I have all his books. Any book I see, even the, I, I, just any book with his name on it, I'll just buy it. I have all his books. I read them. Everything that comes from that corner, I read. I study, I've analyzed. When I was there, I went into his church underground. Things that were unofficial, I was going there to go and see, to learn. Amen. And recently, I was also speaking to one pastor, one major pastor in town, and he was telling me that he was also planning to go there. You know, and you see, if you want to be successful, you must look at those who are succeeding and ask yourself, what are they doing? And what are they not doing? And do what they do and avoid the things they avoid and you are going to be blessed. It's as simple as that. But even though it's so simple, people want complex things. If I tell you, take off your shoes, come into a hut and bend down like this, walk through a place without any carpet, take off your clothes, bring one, two teeth of a lion, the tail of an elephant, uh, four chickens, uh, one carton of schnapps, and uh, the blood of a, a parrot, then you will see that people believe that, yeah, 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 power is coming. But when you tell them a simple thing, do this, accept Christ as your Savior. Number two, do this. Number three, no. They want you to bring them to a place and they will take a chicken and remove all the feathers and put the chicken in a room for seven days. And then the chicken will come out, then they will release grains of corn for the chicken to eat. And when the chicken has finished eating the corn that he didn't eat, those are the number of years left for your life. <laughs> then we see that there is power. That is what we want. But when you show them simple principles, people don't like it. People want complex things. But I want you to know Christ is simple. Salvation is simple. You don't have to pay even five CDs. Everything is free. Freely have you received. Freely give. It's free. All that we are doing here in the church is free. If you want to support it, you support. If you want to give tithe, give. If you don't want to give, don't give. It's all up to you. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? This wonderful. Now, the person we want to study is Abraham. I want to give you secrets of Abrahamic success. So we are talking about Abrahamic success. Amen. The type of success that Abraham had. Now, I just want to show you, prove to you, first of all, that Abraham was very, very successful. And I think that, um, I'll just start with Genesis chapter 13, which I ask you to read, and we'll read from verse 1 and 2. All right. And uh, Abraham, Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the south. And Abraham was, uh, he, was he was an average, he was a middle, middle class brother, Abraham was a middle-class uh, citizen. Abraham was very poor. Abraham was struggling to find employment. Abraham was rich. Huh? I said Abraham was rich. 
I can't hear you. Abraham was what? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I did not hear you. When you say somebody is very rich, you know, we say this man is a rich man, but this man is very rich. We are talking about Edgar. I said, We are talking about Edgar. Is it not called Edgar? Awu. The man had money. People think that Christianity means you should take off everything and be poor. Jesus, when he died, people were doing raffle for his clothes. His clothes were so quality. Jesus Christ, when the woman came to pour an alabaster box, an alabaster box of perfume made in Paris, original one, not the tuna leather they are selling in town, made in Nigeria, real one. And he was poor. Jesus did not object to it. Jesus did not object to it. Jesus made, when he went to a wedding and he was making wine, he made what the Bible called the best wine. Not ordinary wine. I had once President Mobutu went to a, a, a restaurant and he bought a bottle of wine for $1,000 or whatever. Old wine, special wine that had been there for many years. Special one for he and his party. Thousands of dollars they were spending, spending, spending. Whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. <laughs> Jesus was not, Jesus did not believe in poverty. Jesus did not believe in poverty. He believed in blessing. His clothes were high class. When they were spending, too expensive, making expenses on him, he did not object. Best wine. These are the things that he was producing. Abraham, the Bible says the man was very rich. Come on. When you talk about accomplishment, you are talking about Abraham. When you are talking about long life, you are talking about Abraham. When you are talking about being married happily, you are talking about Abraham. Amen. When you are talking about having a child, you are talking about Abraham. Amen. Abraham had all these. Abraham was successful. I mean, if there is anybody we need to look at closely, it's Abraham. We need to see what are the secrets of this man's success. We need to analyze the man and say, what is it that made you succeed so much? That up to today, everybody calls him Father Abraham. We need to understand, we need to see, and we need to apply, not just as a story that your pastor is telling you, another fairy tale story, another theory, another set of lies, uh, do this, do this, 17 things or 15 things, but as something that we need to look at carefully, apply to ourselves, and as long as we live, we need to apply those principles and those rules. And I believe that we are going to be blessed. Let me tell you, when I see your faces, your faces, most of us here, young with energy and with a future i know that something great is sitting in the room i'm telling you that is all that i feel in my spirit today something is here something that is going to go forth and explode you cannot keep a good thing down it will go forward i tell you you are going to go forward and to succeed and to be blessed you shall live long and prosper your enemies shall also live to see I don't know if you have also seen that sticker. Let my enemies live long to see what, how, how I will become, isn't it? So that it will pain them. Some of your enemies will be spared so that they can see that no matter what they see.
to ask if he was around what we would do and we would go and say father abraham can i have an appointment with you and father abraham would say yes you can and he'll tell you when what time to come to the office and when you go all that you would like to ask him, father abraham can you please tell me how did you do it how did you do it you had so many brothers and relatives and so but you were special what made you so great what made you so great that even in the new testament when lazarus went out of this world he came into what they call abraham's bosom just that abraham seems to be a don even over there he seems to be a mega person across the river he doesn't seem to just be a mega person here he seems to be a major personality over there that's why the place is called abraham's bosom how did you do it father abraham and i believe father abraham will tell us that the first secret is the secret of obedience the secret of obedience obedience to god if you like you see those of you who want to bring teeth of a tiger uh, tail of an elephant and so on you like you are a secret of obedience which is equivalent to bringing the teeth of a tiger amen now in genesis chapter 12 where the story of abraham begins look at it quickly you see there that god speaks to the man genesis chapter 12 now the lord had said to abraham that i'm god i didn't change his name to abraham he said to him get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that i will show thee and i will make of thee a great nation i will bless thee and i will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and i will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed and so abraham departed as the lord had spoken unto him now i want you to underline that those three lines abraham departed as the lord had spoken unto him and lot went with him and abraham was 70 and five years when he departed out of Haran. Amen. Notice here, the man was living at Akimoda and he had a vision from the Lord and the Lord told him to move his headquarters to Pandu. Amen. And the man said, I've never been to Pandu before. But God said, move from Akimoda and go to Pandu. Do you know Pandu? He said, move from there and go all the way to this place and just be there and he said that and i will bless you and i will make you a blessing i will bless you so that anyone who blesses you will be blessed Amen. and anyone who curses you will be cursed now all those blessings depended on abraham obeying god's commandments Amen. this is what you must realize they were not just in a vacuum god did not just decide to bless he said go go out of here god wanted to separate abraham from his family and even when abraham obeyed him he made a mistake which we'll talk about later he took his nephew lot who also caused a lot of problems for him but god didn't call abraham and lot god called abraham he didn't call two people god doesn't call two he calls one unless some people assist 
So he went along with Lot, and that also brought some problems later on. But at least you can see that the man began to obey him. And it was not until God had separated him from Lot and others that certain blessings began, began to happen. But what you must understand is that when you hear the voice of God, in fact, it is, I would liken this to taking decisions in your life. There are probably two or three major decisions. If you take them, they will affect you for the rest of your life. It's the same as hearing the voice of God that Abraham did. If you take certain decisions, Abraham took the decision, I'm going, it will affect you for the rest of your days. And throughout your life, you are likely to meet two or three of such type of decisions that Abraham took. And if God says this is the way, if you follow the voice of God, you will be blessed. As I'm standing here, many years ago, I finished school in 1989, 10th of March. I finished actually 9th of March, the exam. Yeah, 10th of March. 10th of March, I finished. 1989, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I saw my results, I saw my name, I was a, a doctor, I finished. After that, all my classmates, everybody has gone abroad. Most, uh, there's hardly anybody here. Very rare, probably four or five out of a class, about 50 or 60. But I was also qualified to go abroad. I was also tuned up to go abroad. But I had started a church, small church as big as the choir on the right, the right hand side choir. <laughs> and the Lord said to me, be here and be with the church and be in the church and do it stay here and prosper now that was a decision just like this decision that abraham took it's like stay here or go and as you go to life you will come it's like marry this person or marry that person when you marry the wrong person it will be a zoo your house will be a zoo <laughs> because when you are talking to the person, the person will say, whoa, 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 because he's a different human being. Hallelujah. <laughs> Throughout your life, you will face the decisions. Hey, I'll tell you something. You will face decisions like Abraham faced. And you will either decide to go God's way or you go your own way. If you go God's way, it will affect you for the rest of your life. I'll give you another example. Adam, God told him, don't eat all these trees. Eat all, don't eat this tree, just eat all the other trees. Leave this tree, it's my tree. Adam allowed his wife to go for dinner with the snake. The, the snake invited his wife for dinner at Pearl of the East Chinese restaurant. So he, she went and uh, she was eating and so on. And then the snake convinced her to eat something that her husband had said she shouldn't eat. Now at the end of the day, a whole big trouble came up now when God came in the cool of the day like today he asked Eve a certain question he asked Adam Adam, where are you because the husband of the house you are the head when there's trouble it is your fault if there's divorce it's your fault if there's blessing it's your fault it's your fault all the time you are the head that is why when God came in the cool of the day he didn't say Eve where are you he said Adam where are thou so husbands, you must know that you are very responsible. You cannot allow your wife to do anything or be anywhere. I don't allow my wife to be anywhere. I tell my wife, don't go here and she will not go. Even the work that she's doing, I have allowed her. The day that I withdraw her, she's withdrawn. <laughs> Is it not true? Because if there's trouble, it's my fault. If there's blessing, it's also my fault. So I have to, I can't just say, oh, anything. Oh, that's for the women. Allow them to do anything so that there'll be peace. No. 
Amen. Amen. What was I talking about? <laughs> when God came to the garden and he saw Eve, he said to Eve, What is this that thou hast done? Look, that question, what is this that you have done? God saw Liberia, Charles, Charles Taylor. God saw the coups, Sierra Leone, Major Koroma. He saw Mobutu, Kabila, eh? Idi Amin, Bokasa, Saddam Hussein. And he said, what is this that you have brought? And in Romans chapter 5 verse 19, the Bible says, by the disobedience of one man, one man's disobedience, the whole world is spoiled. And by the obedience of one man, Jesus Christ, so much blessing has come into this world. Let me tell you, obedience to the voice of God can mean the difference to the rest of your life. It is one of the secrets that Abraham had. God said, this is the right thing, and he did it. It cost him his family. It cost him his house. It cost him where he was staying. It cost him everything changed because of obeying God. Amen. And when he obeyed God and he moved out, God began to lift that man up and to bless him. Today I want to tell you God is going to bless you. I promise you that God is going to lift you up and make you smile and wonder. Yes. Some of you will not go to university, but you are still going to prosper. Mega. Some of you are not going to go to university, whatever and so on. But you are going to prosper and employ people who have been to university. Amen. I predict and I promise. Anyone who is receiving, just be receiving as I speak. <laughs> just receive it. It's going to happen. One of the secrets. Learn the secrets. Learn the secret. Like I was saying, in the natural, there are people you must learn the secrets from. If you want to do a coup, see a successful coup maker who has at least done it once or twice. Come on, we have one in Discuss. We have one in Ghana right now who has done it like two or three times. He can show you how to move through the barracks. One, two, three, four, five. You have done a coup. If you want to be a successful politician to win an election, see somebody who has won an election. Why? He will show you how to win an election two, three, four times. Standing to your feet, everybody. Our time is up. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many want to follow Abraham's success? How many want to have Abrahamic success? Tell the person sitting next to you, standing next to you, I see another Abraham in you. Tell the person, I see long life. I see you becoming very rich. Tell the person, where are your BMW keys? Where are your BMW keys? Take out a key and say, this is my BMW key. Give the Lord a shout of victory. Come on. Be magnified, oh Lord.
lift up your hand to the Lord and pray and say, Lord, help me to, to pick from Abraham those secrets. Help me to apply them. Let it not be another, just another point in my life. Let it not just be some more notes that I put in my book, but let it be something that will catapult me into success, that will transform me and translate me into success as I learn this secret. Help me, Lord, to obey you. Help me, Lord, to follow you. Help me, Lord, to believe that what happened to Abraham will happen to me in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Father. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you honor. Speak a word to the Lord as we close this morning's service. Say, Lord, I want to see your goodness. I want to see your kindness, Lord. Let me take up that secret. Let me move into those, those secrets of success in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Every head bowed still. If you are here this morning, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. If you die today, if you die tomorrow, you are not sure. Will you go to heaven? Will you go to hell? Pastor, pray for me. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. If you are here like that, you want me to pray specially with you before we close? Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you as we close. Lift it up high. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. Lift it up high. God wants you to be successful. You cannot be successful without Christ. Lift up your hand. Pastor, I want to be successful. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift it up high. God bless you. I see all your hands. I see the hands that are lifted up. Upstairs, everywhere, lift it up high. Those of you that have lifted your hands, please do one more thing and come and stand right here. I want to pray for you right in front here. Come right here to where I am. Come to me here. I want to pray with you. Come from wherever you are, from upstairs, from the back. Just stand right here. I want to pray specially with you. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Pray for me, please. I want to be born again. God bless you. Come quickly if you are coming. And we want to just close very quickly. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Those of you in front, say this prayer with me. If you are coming to the front quickly, God bless you. Come, we are waiting for you. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I repent of all my wicked ways. I receive Christ as my personal Savior from today. I will serve the Lord. I will obey Christ. I will be a Christian. Please wash me 
in the blood of Jesus of all my sins from today I will serve the Lord thank you father in Jesus mighty name amen why don't you put your hands together for these wonderful people God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.